Welcome everyone to this week's edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. My name is Michael Bailey, The Athletic's Norwich City correspondent, and I hope this finds you as safe and as well as possible. Uh, Joining us this week is our own Norwich City stats guru, NCFC numbers, aka Steve Sanders. Hi Michael, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you Steve? Very well, yeah, yeah. It's been a productive few weeks since I last spoke to you, and also a week, a few weeks of pure indulgence. I'm sure that people can say the same. Indeed. Well, I'm glad you're making the most of it. That's the way to do it. Uh, we are recording at my house. Uh, I have to say, so just bear in mind that my two-year-old isn't quite asleep yet, and you might be able to hear him in the background if you're really lucky, because he is completely gorgeous. Uh, now, of course, the uh, football season may be on hold, but the Athletic is still home to 400 of the best sports writers in the business and me and uh, they are still hard at work telling unique engaging and informative stories such as James Pierce's inside story on the 2012 documentary being Liverpool I love that series by the way uh, uh, but then I'm not a Liverpool fan so that's probably why uh, there are su- uh, some superb reads on the impending takeover at Newcastle United and for a Norwich slant make sure you catch my special interview with Dean Ashton uh, it was a pleasure to chat away with that man Uh, the best bit is the athletic can keep you connected to the team and the sport you love sign up now for a 90 day free trial to see for yourself just go to theathletic.com forward slash norwich pod to get yours up and running so first of all i hope you enjoyed my trip down memory lane with ewan roberts last week as he went through his perfect player suffice to say uh, i'm glad we got to a cafe before the lockdown began and ewan was a delight as he always is if you haven't heard the pod give it a listen Uh, the same can be said for our efforts from two weeks ago when our latest canaries chain gang brought us russell martin who had been nominated by steve morrison Uh, did you enjoy the rest pod steve yeah, oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, I think everybody knows that Russell Martin's a, a top bloke, or a, you know, everyone inside football seems to know that. And he came across as exactly that, didn't he? And it was really interesting to hear him speak to, because um, uh, obviously he knew Ben from his time at the club, yeah. Uh, and just interesting to hear about that relationship between player and press officer. So, um, as you say, well worth a listen if you if you haven't done so already. Yeah, I did find that particularly interesting. I must admit. What we might have to do is find a way to make sure we reach into different eras with um, the nominations and things like that. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be okay as, as things go along. Um, Russ did make his nomination and we tried all we could to see if we could get him. How much are you looking forward to this week's guest, Steve? A huge amount. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of obliged to say that every time I'm on, aren't I? But I, I genuinely am. Um, anybody who who knew me back when this player was playing for us sort of 10 or so years ago will know that I used to rabbit on about how much he was underrated as a footballer and by Norwich fans. So, um, yeah, and, and not somebody we often hear from, I don't think. Can't wait. Uh, one more thing before we get started, if I may. Uh, this Sunday, The Athletic will be hosting a Premier League awards night. Our writers and podcast hosts have voted across a number of categories and from 7pm on April the 26th, we will be announcing the winners. Um, but before then, make sure you listen to the Ornstein and Chapman podcast every day this week, where we will be announcing the shortlist for each category. Uh, we're starting on Tuesday with... Uh, which 
which might be today uh, or depending on when you're listening uh, with young player of the year and that's followed on wednesday by underrated player and on thursday with our team of the year then on friday you can hear the shortlist for the main award um as well as a Premier League player of the season. So that's uh, a new show every day this week on the Ornstein and Chapman podcast. And to find out the winners on Sunday night, make sure you subscribe and download the Athletic app. Remember, you can do that with a subscription to The Athletic, which is, as I just mentioned, free with our 90-day free trial. So just head to theathletic.com forward slash Norwich pod and that will sort you all out. At this point, it's worth adding, I'm writing two pieces this week, one on my Norwich City Young Player of the Season and secondly, on my Player of the Season. Uh, You'll be able to read who and why on the site this week. But Steve, I get to ask you, therefore, who would be your Norwich City Player and Young Player of the Season? Um, okay, well, so I suppose snap snap decisions on them both. I, I guess I think you want to take into consideration obviously quality of performance, uh, consistency of performance over the course of the season, um, but also where they came from at the start of the season and the journey that they've been on to, to where they are now. And I think both players tick all three of those boxes. So my player of the season would be Tim Krull. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think it probably would have been that way anyway, but the Tottenham the Tottenham thing just kind of confirmed it for me. And he's become a massive character as well within, it feels like, within the dressing room and around the team. And then young player um, is a little bit easier for me. Uh, I, Todd Cantwell, um, in, in terms of how he has progressed as a footballer um, from breaking through last year to really being one of the first names on the team sheet this season. Um, phenomenal achievement. And, and now looks like he's, you know, Norwich's most sought after property almost indeed good work Steve uh, I'd just like to say I have decided who mine were before you gave your answers just then <laughs> and everyone I will be I able... haven't stolen your thunder there <laughs> not at all everyone else will get to read them during the week so don't forget you can catch up with all the athletic um, awards uh, they are on Sunday and all of that that I've just said uh, but let's get on shall we with our latest Canaries chain gang uh, we do like to try and keep you guessing even though you clearly know who it is uh, so uh, shall we go and get him Steve let's do it turn by Cross oh a standing goal from Andrew Cross two in quick succession for Norwich and they have both come from Andrew Cross one touch a little turn and he powers it past Steele Here we go then. Joining me and Mr Sanders is a man who both joined and left Norwich for the same club. Scored a goal likened to Justin Fashnews. In fact, he scored more championship goals than he got bookings and filmed the greatest Wes Houlihan tribute we've ever seen. Welcome to On The Ball, Mr. And I'm definitely going to get this right now, Andy Crofts. Yeah, nice one, mate. Thanks for the intro. How are we doing, guys? We're good. We're good. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, all good. Are you happy Russ nominated you for this? Yeah, (laughs) if you asked me, who would it have been? I know it. I I knew it would have been Russ. Um, I think everyone knew our relation, our relationship now, and and obviously our relationship when we was at the club together. We was we was always together. So it was. uh, I knew it was coming my way. But no, absolute pleasure to talk to you guys um, and the fans and. You know, everyone knows uh, my time at, at Norwich. It gives me a lot of fond memories, so I'm always happy to to talk about my time there. You're a star. Um, obviously, don't answer this now, but at the end, you're going to have to think about who you're going to nominate, and you can't nominate Russ back, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that. Um, no take us to take us to the start, Shelley, because joining Norwich. How did that come about? Do you do you have fond memories about how the actual move came about? Because you were, you know, you were quite you, you were captain at Brighton at the time, weren't you? 
Yeah, obviously, um, it, it was a, it, it was a tough decision because because uh, everyone knows my my relationship with Brighton, and obviously I'm back at Brighton now. Um, I'm, I've got a, a love connection with the club, and and, and absolutely love it. At the time, it was my first time at, uh, first time round at Brighton, and and loved it then. But um, at that stage, um, Brighton were they they were a sleeping giant. I could see what they were trying to to achieve and looking to achieve. Um, but at the time, obviously Norwich, when they come in for me, were in the Championship. Um, and we're we're a massive club, um, and and as soon as I knew they was interested, it was always a team that you know when you watched on match the day or or watched football, the bright yellow is it was always appealing and, and always thought oh, you know I, I love the look of Norwich as a, as a team and obviously had some real good good teams and players that that was always marquee and it always stand out so they was always attractive and then. The interest was when I heard was there. I was I was absolutely buzzing. Um, stadium was was brilliant. I played there a couple of times before and absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, obviously Brighton at the time were in League One. Norwich were in a Championship, mass, massive club, and um, it was it, like I said, it was a tough decision because I loved my time at Brighton. In in that year, I was captain, um, made a, a lot of good connection, relationship with the fans also, and. Um, but it was just a, it was a it was a step in in the right um, direction in my career at that time. I love and, I uh, love that the yellow shirts played a part. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think it's just just the real sort of um, it's like Brazil standout kit, which you know every every kid when they're growing up they like the different kits, and I just I I think it's just a standout sort of. Um, Paul, if you like, for for Norwich Football Club, with with, uh, with it's an attraction. Um, and then yeah, when I, I I I was driving down to to the stadium, and then when I got close, it was just a buzz. And when it all got done, I was just it was really quick. The season finished, and I think it was only about a week after when the season finished, it got done. So I had all all summer just being excited and couldn't wait to to start. That's a good point, actually. I have a feeling you were the first. You might have been the first signing announced that summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I was, and, and it was it was brilliant. Like I said I knew I knew there was interest straight away. Um, I'd, I'd won Player of the Year at Brighton, so like I said, that, like I had a real strong connection with the club and the fans, and and obviously we played Norwich twice that year because obviously both both clubs were in League One at the time, and and I, I must have had a couple of, of half decent games, and and obviously I had a, I had a good year that year. So hope it, well, it was obvious that um, that Lambo liked me, and and. Uh, yeah, just um, a real sort of turning point in my career where I was doing well, but this was that that move that I, that I'd been waiting for and uh, wanted to sort of have the ambition to play as high as I could, um, a big club, and and then obviously full circle when Brighton come back in for me, they 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 were a massive club when they come back in. So it was, I said, it was a real sort of my, my connection with the two clubs and where my career went was. Um, it was just meant to be. I just, you know, when you just think like things are meant to be, and I just, yeah. I could just feel that. Can you uh, remember the first time you spoke to Paul Lambert? Yeah, it was. It was the day when I was, um, I was driving down. Um, when I first got there, before I'd done my medical and stuff, um, I met um, Paul uh, um, at the Holiday Inn um, at, at the stadium. I had a first chat there before going in to, to do my. Um, a real obviously deal, uh, detailed medical that you have to go through these days, and um, yeah. it was just a real straight bang. This is this is what we're about. This is why I've signed you. This is how I see you, um, and and we're going to have a right go. Uh, and straight away, I was 
I gravitated to to, to Paul and and um, our relationship was was fantastic. Yeah, Andy, um, I, I was going to ask one thing that uh, both Steve Morrison and Russell Martin mentioned before you was was the the atmosphere in the dressing room was like no, nothing else they'd ever uh, encountered at any other club. Did you feel mm. that as soon as you arrived? Yeah, no, definitely. I think I, I felt it straight away. Um, Obviously, with the the first day when you meet the boys and and the, and and the gaffer like Paul Lambert, he done done a real powerful like said like we're gonna we're gonna go and get promoted again. He obviously said more more detail with it, but I thought, God, like just got promoted from League One to to go again like that's a big ask. But I thought, yeah, coming in, it just it just thought it just felt right. I thought because I, I wasn't expecting to hear that. I was expecting to sort of like we're gonna have a good preseason. Want to stay up, what, or, or want to push to, to mid table, or maybe not even mention where where you're looking at. But to go bang, we, I want to get promoted again, and, and we can do it. Was like, cool, like this, this have a bit of that. And then I think as you go through pre-season and you start making relationship with the boys. Obviously, I was a new a new player. Um, Russ had a massive help uh, with me settling in, um, and then there was obviously quite a new few new signings that year. And I think it was just as you say that dressing room was just full of hungry people that wanted to play at the highest level had a real determination to 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 go again and get promoted but also obviously get promoted to the the best league in the world and 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 play play in that in the highest division was you know every kid's dream and you know as the season obviously we'd, we'd talk more now but as the season started progressing i think the momentum and the belief just kept getting stronger and stronger it, it says a lot that you know Paul Lambert could could say that as a season goal, and no one was sort of like, Whoa, "That's a bit of a bit of an ask." Because I mean, it, you know, Norwich had been in a in a real tight spot, and I guess there was a lot of momentum. But still, what what a bold thing to say before anyone had kicked the ball. Yeah, ma- massive massive statement. But it wasn't a statement where you you thought you, you didn't believe it, or you thought. Um, Nah, no chance. He just said it with such conviction. He just said, like, look, we've got nothing to fear. I'm telling you, we've got nothing to fear. This group of players are more than good enough to go and get us promoted again. And and straight away hearing that, and, and it, was not, it was like, there was nothing about wanting to stay up, wanting to finish mid-table. It was like, we want to get promoted. We want to start, start well. We want to win as many games as we can. There's no one to fear. There's no club in this league that we can't take on. And it was just like that real, real team spirit, and and we had a we obviously had a clear identity. We played some really expansive, high energy football, um, which obviously led led to what what he said we was going to do. Yeah, indeed. Um, and now, you, you, as I said, as you mentioned, you were captain at Brighton, and then you you get to Norwich, you, you're not captain anymore. And I can imagine that's a bit of a transition. But also, as captain. I reckon there were then a load of chores that you didn't have to bother with at Norwich, which must have been a bit of a, a bit of a shining light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've, all, I've 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 been lucky. I've been captain at quite a few teams that I've played for. Um, I like I, I love that responsibility. Um, it's probably why I've gone into coaching because I, I love um, communicating with people, speaking to people, speaking to players, change rooms, etc. Um, obviously, I was a new I was a new signing going into a change room which had some big characters in. Um, and I would have seen myself as, as a big character, but you know, you had you had Grant Holt, who obviously was was captain the year before, and you know, he he had he, he commanded so much respect, and it it didn't even cross my mind to be fair. Um, and I was just happy just to give it everything I got. Oh, he was the skipper, 
Um, and a couple of times, I think when I don't know if I always was suspended or or injured, maybe I don't. He didn't miss hardly any games, but there was one no. game he did miss, and 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 the gaffer gave me um, the armband for one of the games. Um, and I was like, so I think I was um, off. Like people see me as that anyway, but it, it was it was not a question that I, I was even looking for the armband. Holt he was at, and then obviously Russ Russ ended up being vice captain, and then and then going on to to go and lead the club for for a number of years, which everyone know Russ is was was a great leader as well. So I think he had a change room probably full of leaders, um, and that's probably why we had so much success. And you talk about how strong the change room was, and I think that that was probably why. You had your, your main captain and your vice captain, but there was quite. A, it's a bit of a cliche, but there was there was a lot of leaders and a lot probably a lot of captains within that change room. Where if there was at other clubs, could have could have done that. So that probably helped to, for that real team spirit. But you know that year um, and and the year in the prem, uh, the years that I was there, yeah, oh, he was the captain and everyone had so much respect for him. And then like I said, but after that, when when we moved on. Um, you know, Russ, um, Russ filled them shoes really well, and and you know was a great captain for the club as well. Yeah, there must have been there must have been some clashes then. Uh, if you've got so many like big characters in that situation, I, you can probably make up quite well, but the actual clash must actually take place. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think not so much clashes, probably just real competitiveness. Um, training was always at such a high intensity and tempo, like no one wanted to lose anything. Uh, whether that was a, a five-a-side in training, whether it was a young v old game on a Friday, whether obviously it was that on a on an actual real game, uh, and that's I think the environment that 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 the gaffer created and that everyone bought into. Um, and like I said, we were just such a bunch of hungry players that wanted to achieve something special. Um, and with with that, like I said, you have, you have big characters, but there was never. There's, there were probably a few falling outs, like as in like during a training session, but. Um, through just competitiveness and, and wanting to win, but I can't. I, I, I find it hard to think of any time that we we fell out as uh, individuals or, or a group. Maybe a little bit of ban- banter-wise, but I really can't remember any situation where I thought, "Cool, that, that that went a bit wrong," or "That was a bit lively." There was there was none of that, and I think that just summed up the the personalities within the group. Um, we we challenged each other, we competed with each other. But we had a lot of respect for each other, um, and I think that's you know that's the ultimate environment you want to create. And and you know we was all we was always learning. You know we'd all make mistakes, but everyone was willing to make mistakes and, and learn and get better. Yeah, spot on. I think you can sense that from so many people speaking who were involved in that group. Your um your debut your debut was pretty good, wasn't it? I think I, I know that. Norwich lost, <laughs> which was probably not the ideal start to the season at home to Watford. That was, but I think. I think you made a decent impact in that. And I think you only went on to miss two games that championship season. Can you remember which ones they were? Uh, I want to say Millwall way. Um, I was suspended for one, which I think was the Millwall way one because um, played Burnley at the weekend uh, and it, it, we was 2-1 down. I scored the equaliser to make it 2 all, And then I think two. I was on a booking and then literally two minutes, I think, before the end. I got a second book in and got sent off and, and missed oh. the game on the Tuesday against Millwall. Um, and the other one, I remember I had a, I had a real bad um, sickness bug that um, that uh, kept me out of one game. I can't remember what that one was, but I'm pretty sure uh, one of them was Millwall away. It was Millwall away and Coventry away. Ten points. Right. If you've won the quiz. <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, Andy, like like Michael says, you know, only missed two games. Um, I, I think back to those seasons, um, the the League One season for us, and then the, the one when you arrived in the Championship. Um, and I remember vividly us having that diamond formation for both of those. And you came in on that right hand side of that diamond, obviously where's it at the top, um, yeah. and kind of fitted in seamlessly. Did did that kind of did that diamond midfield suit the way suit the way that you like to play? Yeah, it did at the time. Uh, it was obviously I was at a good age, uh, full of legs, full of energy, um, full of tenacity, um, and it really suited me. Uh, fast forward ten years, it wouldn't suit me now because I wouldn't be able to <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get out to the fullback when they, when team switched it. Um, <laughs> but we had uh, we had we had like I said, we was a real high energy, um, played some lovely football, competed for everything. Mm. Um, we had that balance. I think that's like I said, we, we scored a lot of goals, but we had that balance of playing some real good football. But we, we could fight, we could pick up second balls, um, we'd score. So we'd, like I said, we, we everyone knew we wanted to build from the back and play through the thirds and, and, and really sort of take teams on and never never wanted to go somewhere and just sit back and hang on. That that, that didn't suit us. Um, so, it def- yeah, at, at that time in my career, the, the formation definitely suited. Um, it was a little bit tougher when we got obviously promoted to the prem. Um, mm. Sometimes we had to change, change the formation a bit because obviously you know you got world-class fullbacks and uh, and wire players that mm. were so fast that um, sometimes, like I said, getting out to the to the fullbacks and the diamond um, formation would be tough. But we we still played it a few times and, and we were still really successful with it. But that's where I think you know the gaffer was so good. He he. Um, he adapted really well, and, and the team adapted well to playing different formations uh, in the in the year after. But certainly in the, in the championship with a with a diamond, we caused a lot of teams a lot of problems. And uh, it surprised me that you got more goals than bookings in that season. <laughs> Is that a bit harsh for me? Uh, no, nah, I take it as a compliment. I think everyone knew I liked to <laughs> like the tackle. Um, it was yeah, a bit of an all-action midfielder. Who I think. You know, most clubs that I've been at, fans have appreciated me because I like to think they see that I give 100%. Um, and yeah, I, I used, like I said, I get stuck in and I was tenacious. Um, so yeah, I, I always like to think I was I was going to chip in with goals, um, especially when in my days where I used to, like I said, I was up and down and I used to get into the box quite a bit. Um, weren't weren't mega tall, but I was I was I was always fairly good in the air. I, I could time time head as well, time springing well. So sometimes I think. Where I weren't mega tall, I weren't small, just sort of medium size. But people probably didn't think I'd score as many goals in my head sometimes, and um, I think that that helped. Um, but yeah, yeah, it might come with a surprise. But it's, yeah, it's a good stat that I like that. <laughs> I, I was, I was, go on, I was Steve. Go, well, I was going to say because one of the uh, one of the goals at, at Barnsley was was a header, wasn't it, Steve? Hmm. The the Barnsley yeah. one. Uh, well, <clears throat> not the First not the one. one that you want to ask him about, but his oh, other okay. goal at Barnsley. <laughs> yeah. So everyone forgets the header because the second goal was so good. <laughs> yeah, love it. I was eating grass. Yeah. I was eating grass after the first header. It was great. I think it was um, Martin. He put a great ball in, and I remember diving, heading it in, thankfully, and then and then, and then eating loads of grass as I was diving through the mud. <laughs> you turned into a cow. I like that, yeah. or a sheep. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was I was going to ask about the other one, um, which which I guess for Norwich fans that's that's the really memorable one, and obviously the, Michael's already referenced the fashiony um, comparison. What what do you remember about that goal, Andy? 
Uh, yeah, at the time, I was obviously, I was, I was enjoying my football. I'd literally, obviously just scored an header, which was great. It was in the first half. Um, and then obviously Wes, Wes picks the ball up, does a little jink and, you know, he, he had such great vision and we, we had a real good relationship, different movements, different runs and you'd make a run and I, I knew, I knew he was going to play it. So, cause I knew that he was going to play it. I was already thinking about my next action and um, obviously he's come in and, and I think it was Paul McShane that was behind me and I knew that he, I think he thought I was going to go the other way. So the turn inside allowed me, I knew obviously if it was going to end up, the touch was going to put me in a place where, where I could turn and shoot. That was, that was the aim and, and thankfully the, the touch has been all right and it's, it's, it's allowed me to obviously turn and swivel and, and uh, get a real good connection and then obviously see it go in year at the time I was just like oh get in there <laughs> and then obviously all the lads are running in and they're like they're going mad and you're two nil up you're away from home you've scored two goals you're thinking oh this is I am loving this game <laughs> um, and it was yeah you just it, it's a feeling that look, players like when you're in that zone and, and things are going so well you just think you just love it like I can't describe how much you enjoy your football when it is that's that's the that's the height of of confidence of belief of of self belief and stuff and then uh, and then obviously we win the game which is obviously the most important thing scoring goals great but to to, to go away from home and win is the most important thing um, and then after the game I, at the time I didn't I, I knew it was a good goal um, but then obviously you know it was such a big big moment for me when it got compared to Fashion News won the goal against Liverpool and then you look it back and you think oh yeah they were well similar and you know the guy the guy was a legend so um, to, to be compared to, to a legend um, and, and and look at both goals and you know this it could hopefully be spoke about for a long time so something that I'm really proud of um, and something that will stick with me forever. Well, we're eight years on now and we're still talking about it, Andy. So I think that's a good work. Well, nine years. Is that my maths? Yeah, yeah that's my maths. I've show, nine I've, years. I've, yeah, love it. I've shown my boy a few times, so hopefully he can keep it going by showing his friends as he's grown up through school and that's uh, hopefully nah. we'll get, get a few more years out of it. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, I, that seems like a perfect time to um, to play this as well because this is one of my favourite videos and I made sure that Steve got to see it before we, um, <laughs> before we, uh, we came on. Here it is. I've been asked to obviously give you a little message from the Croft Dog, mate. Um, obviously, an absolute pleasure to play with you, mate. Um, a, a little magician. Um, had some unbelievable times with you. Um, my favourite time, mate, was probably when you dinged that one into the Croft Dog. He took it outside of the boot and he zinged it in, mate. Fashion you against Bunsley away. Oy, oy. How good was that, mate? Now, mate, you, like I said, mate, your family, everything about you, as a guy, a player, an absolute legend, mate. Um, Norwich fans absolutely adore you, rightly so, mate. What you've done for the club there is is unbelievable. Um, and and I'm sure you'll get an unbelievable send-off because the Norwich fans are superb and they absolutely love you. Um, and from me, mate, all I want to say is Wesley Houlihan, Houlihan, Wesley Houlihan, la 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 la. Wesley Hula Hat, Hula Hat, Wesley Hula Hat. That's another thing, mate. We, we know you're a big Harry Potter fan, mate, and we know you're a magician, so split the armos. 
<laughs> I mean, that is one of my favourite of all videos I've True seen. Uh, thanks to Norwich City for that. Um, epic. Really? I'd uh, be proud of that. Yeah, uh, it was funny, mate. It was good fun. Uh, just listening back there, I said, I think I said, mate, so many times. And, uh, so many times. It probably makes it even funnier for people to listen to. Or they think, oh, what's, why is he saying that so many times? But yeah, it was just, um, you know, I, I'm f hopefully people think I'm full of fun, full of life, full of positivity. Um, also, you know, um, when it comes to working hard and, and doing things right, I'm, I'm really serious and competitive on that. But I had a, I had a fantastic relationship with Wes. Um, had real good times, real good fun. Uh, and I think the message summed up, we, we just had, had a change room where, like I said, it was real fun. Um, had some great relationships, but we knew when it was work time. We knew when it was serious. Um, and, and, and we played with a lot of um, aggression, intensity, uh, fair, firm, etc. But yeah, hopefully by that video, video it sort of sums up that, chain. We, we had a good time. It, it really did, actually. And it, it said a lot for Wes as well. I mean, you think about someone who managed to play a whole decade at, at one yeah. club and then continue to be so fondly thought of, I think, through that period is, is something else, really. Yeah, he deserved it. He, he was, again, I think legend sometimes uh, used a bit too easily, but the amount of games that he played for the club, the amount of goals, the amount of assists, the amount of good times he had there, I think he fully deserves that that right to to be called a legend of uh, of, of Norwich and uh, you know like I said the message a great guy a family guy lovely lovely wife and kids and a real humble guy who just loved football. Monster. Uh, now um, a quick one here. Apparently one of your teammates told you to grow your hair and then also needed to reassure you that it wouldn't mean you were any less hard. <laughs> is, that, is that a true story? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Who was it? Who, can I? Ask oh, I don't know well? if I could possibly tell you that. Um, but in a, in, a, in an entirely unrelated question, um, the best roommate in your career? Oh, tough one. But yeah, that it, it, it'd have to be Russ. Like my, mine and Russ's connection um, in them couple of years, and 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 has led us to to, to be real best mates. Uh, after is, you know, we had some unbelievable time spent spent so many minutes and hours of the day of the week. Um, and I, he was a massive part of me settling and, and now obviously and, and obviously I think playing on the same side in, in the two years and you now we, we we had that connection on the pitch off the pitch wanted to achieve the same things was really ambitious really wanted to, to make make a name for ourselves um, so it'd have to be Russ and I think we I think we learned a lot from each other um, and obviously to see see what he went on to achieve after was was great uh, and now to see him obviously managing is um is something that i think he was destined for and you know he's um i think he's gonna have a good time doing that it's true i'm not gonna let you get out of this one entirely though have you got the best tale from you two being roommates um, it's gotta be a good story tale. yeah I, i'd have a few there's obviously a few that, that i wouldn't be able to say but there's uh, <laughs> there's one i think i don't know if I've, I've i've said it before but obviously when he was playing right back um he got obviously the, the tag of the Norfolk Cafu. Um and I remember Justified by the way. Evening, I think what's that mate? Justified, by the way. Yeah, oh definitely, yeah. No, it was well earned. Um and I think I don't know if it was I think it must have been after the season when obviously we got promoted and we was driving uh was driving through I think it was Heverset, um, just having a laugh and then he wound down these windows 
and he started singing the North, like his Norfolk Cafu song out of the window. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's just doing, like, and, and I, I loved him. I loved him to that. He, he'll tell you the truth. Like, he, he was definitely doing it. And I, I was cracking up, to be fair. But he, he absolutely loved that song. And I think he was saying that he was really proud of. And obviously, when the shirts come out and stuff like that, he, um, he absolutely loved it. Um, and I, it, he'll remember that. How did he end up in his pants at, at Pompey? Andy, you, oh, you didn't have anything to do with that, did you, mate? Uh, yeah, that was brilliant, wasn't it? What a night! What a night that was. <laughs> um, I remember when we all bundled like Lambo, and um, he was at the bottom, and his glasses popped off, and I, I see, I see they come <laughs> off, and I, I, I quickly grabbed him because I thought if they smash, he, he's going to be having one. He might not be able to see. So I remember, <laughs> I remember quickly picking him up. And then I, I, after the bundle like calmed down and everyone got up, I went to give it back to me. And he thought that I nicked him. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, no, I mean, he would have got smashed if I didn't pick him up. Um, and then I looked around, yeah, right, oh, in the change of Russ is in his pants. He, he obviously, he liked the gym and he, and he worked hard. So I think, obviously, the Sky cameras were out. So I think he wanted to get his abs on Teddy, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, Steve, I've got one here from you, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, just to go back to the go back to the season that you had um, again, kind of remember you being a really consistent performer for us. Uh, this kind of stretches your whole Norwich career, really. But what what was the best performance that you thought you had individually? Was there any one game where you thought, God, I've, I've had an absolute blinder there? Uh, yeah, that that was up there. Obviously, the Bar- the Barnsley away game, um, mm. scoring two goals. That the uh, obviously the the goal itself. Um, Sheffield United away again got a brace. Um, don't think I played as well in that game as as I did in the Barnsley one, but I still remember having a decent enough game. Obviously, scoring two goals were nice. And I think I want to say for for some reason I want to say um, Palace Palace at home did we beat them four one? Probably. Let's say so. I'd have to check. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but I, mem- I remember four. Wes got a crack. I'm, I'm pretty sure Wes got a cracking goal. Um, and he got man. I'm pretty sure he got man of the match. But I remember having a having a cracking game. And I remember Wes coming up to me after. I think as I set, I, I think I said, I don't know if he got a couple of goals, but I, I think I might have set one up or done something. And I remember, I remember him coming up to me after, and he got it, and he said, "Mate, you you were man of the match that game. You was you was a joke." And I remember thinking, oh, I must have played all right for Wes to say that then. So <laughs> I can't actually remember. I just remember him saying that. So I'm thinking, I must have played well for Wes to say that. Um, it wasn't Leicester, was it? Was it Leicester where he scored from about thirty-five yards, kind of volleyed it over the goalkeeper? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I wanna. I can't. I can't remember it, but it stuck out. It stuck out for me. I think Burnley, Burnley, uh, um, own with a two on a late goal, and I remember having a, an, a strong performance in that one. Um, the, the Portsmouth one uh, away, obviously the the magnitude of the game, yeah. and I mem- and I remember like looking back at it and, th- and and having a and having a, a, a again a decent game, had a good part to play in mm-hmm. the goal, um, and the Coventry the Coventry at home the last the last game before obviously we got um, obviously the massive celebrations. I remember I got man of the match that game, and I remember really really enjoying that. Um, mm. I think a lot of the I think I might have looked better because a lot of the other lads might have felt the uh, the celebrations a little bit more than what I did. Yeah, I was going oh, to be honest. I was going to ask how that week worked out because you'd already been yeah. promoted. You weren't going to win the title, from what I remember. So I yeah. mean, literally, what was that week like? Uh, I can't remember. It, it was like, <laughs> then, still, like, like I said, I must have recovered better than the other lads because we had like the after the Portsmouth game. 
like one of the again the favourite celebration nights that I've ever had. Didn't go sleep. Um, was out in Portsmouth. Was we was due to fly back after the game, but obviously when when we'd done it, um, flight got cancelled. We was going to fly back the next day, so so all the lads were out in in Pompey, um, and just it was just surreal. Like dreamed of getting promoted to to the Premier League celebrating with teammates that you had grafted and enjoyed so much the the experience of the whole season and then just to finally get over the line with a game to go seeing the, the celebrations at, at Fratton Park before with all the fans there and then going out and then I remember going back to the room it must I can't remember what time it was but me and Russ were sharing we're just like laying, laying on the bed next to each other looking at each other and saying is this is this just happened and you know just just surreal, just looking at each other, thinking, "Mate, we've done it. We've we've done it." And then, um, and then the next day, you're getting up for well, like, just going down for breakfast. You weren't getting up for breakfast because we didn't go to sleep. You're just going down for brekkie, <laughs> seeing everyone around the table, and just like, yeah, there was a, there was a few uh, few like um, states that 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 were down there looking at each other, just still, just like in not disbelief because we knew we was going to do it, but it's just that surreal feeling of actually it's done we've done it um flying back and then landing back at norwich and then all the all the players wives families girlfriends kids friends all sort of like meeting us back there and a massive celebration and then and then during the week just having different just different nights for different celebrations with with different people and um i think we I want to say that we trained on the. We was back in on the Thursday, so we we we'd never have obviously that many days off if if we hadn't done it. <laughs> Gaffer Gaffer let us have a few more days off, and then we was back to training. Thursday and Friday was serious because we we still had a job to do. Still wanted to put on a performance for for the fans that deserved to 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 hopefully go out on a high, and then and then obviously it was a beautiful summer's day, and yeah, just just unreal, boys. It was a remarkable occasion, and and for for Carrero to celebrate a second successive promotion, I, I'm not sure we'll ever see that again. Hopefully, because we'll never need to, because Norwich won't have gone down to the third tier. But I think you get my yeah, point. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course, mate, of course. Um, so, Andy, fast forwarding through to the next summer, um, I'm just, just indulge me a moment here. I have a bit of nostalgia. I I went to uni uh, in Brighton, um, so I was actually in Brighton on the 0910 season. So I went to a few games. My uncle used to work for the club, and he used to get me free tickets. So I went to the game. Oh, you never told where, me that bit. No, I know. You used to oh, head right. up well in the community. So, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, you used to be It's not what you know. Tickets. Wicked. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, so so he, I actually saw your final game for, for Brighton. And I, I, as luck would have it, I was um, clearing out the spare room and I found the programme for that game. Um, no way. You've, got a, you've got a column in it because you were player of the season, as you already said. But a um, co- couple of questions. The first one, can you remember who you voted for as your player of the season for Brighton that, that year? Uh, I want to say Elliot Bennett. Yes, I'm glad you got that. She got my awkward <laughs> advice. No pressure. Um, so, so that kind of, in a roundabout way, leads me on to the question that I had, which was, um, what was it like being reunited with um, with Elliot Bennett in the Premier League for, for Norwich? Yeah, brilliant. I think Benno kept following me about everywhere because he'd come back to Brighton the <laughs> second time as well. <laughs> of course he did, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, brilliant. He he was someone that year, my first time at Brighton, where um, I signed him. Russell Slade signed him from Wolves uh, mm-hmm. as a young young lad, obviously coming through at Wolves and had a good reputation. And then um, 
had a real good impact on the team, full of energy, full of life, fun, real fun guy. Um, and the season, obviously, I played in the champ uh, for Norwich. Benno was playing, obviously, League One with Brighton and smashing it and um, mm. making a name for himself. And obviously, Brighton were flying. They they deservedly uh, got promoted to the championship um, had a, a fantastic season, so there's always going to be interest interest in him because um, he, he had such a good season. And then, obviously, um, I knew the gaffer liked uh, Paul Lambert liked him, um, and I think again it probably was a tough tough one for Benno again because you know right you could tell where Brighton was going, uh, moving into a new stadium, um, mm. and obviously had visions of playing in the Premier League. But obviously Norwich at the time were in the Premier League. It was a massive opportunity for Benno to. So again, every player's dream to play in the Premiership, um, and obviously, yeah, to see to see the the deal get over the line um, was great. And and Benno easy again. I think the, the it's so important to get recruitment why, uh, and that's why, like I said, the change room was so good because the recruitment was was spot on. Had some real good personalities added added that year, players and characters, um, and Benno was one of them and, and fitted in straight away. And then, yeah, and then obviously fast forward again, I, I went back to Brighton, which uh, again was obviously a dream dream move for me. And then and then Benno, I remember, come on, um, he either signed or come on loan. I think he might come on loan. So, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've got a great relationship with Benno. And he's, again, he's, uh, he's had a, having a great career, doing really well at Blackburn, got a lovely, lovely missus and, and kids now as well. So, yeah, another person that, there's people in, in the game where you really want to see do well uh, and Benno's certainly one of them. Uh, I have to say, having the, the few times I've spoken to Elliot, he's such a lovely bloke and in in that League One season when Norwich were down there especially, he was I thought he was he was one of the standouts that Norwich came up against. So mm. um he actually did really well with which was it was quite a big jump, wasn't it, from League One to 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 the Premier League when he made it and um and he looked really good. I mean, he's had to go through a few injuries as well. So good on him. He's made, he's made such a great um, career for himself at, at Blackburn now as well, which is great to see. And he, I suppose he's one of those who's had that, he had that rapid rise a bit like you did, I suppose, Andy, in, in terms of getting up to the Premier League and, and then you're yeah. playing full, full international football with Wales as well. I mean, did, did playing in the Premier League, did that, how how did that feel? Did, did it compare? You must have felt that change quite quickly. I mean, it, it, it probably felt like a bigger jump, I'd imagine, than say between League yeah. One and the Championship. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, obviously, everyone knows it's the world's biggest league. The scrutiny, the the, the media, the pub, publicity that you that that comes with it, and it's uh, it's huge. Um, and obviously, so many big clubs, so many big players, um, sold-out stadiums, uh, just unbelievable. And and you just, like I said, you dream of it. Match of the day, you. I always watch Match of the Day. I, I, I love it. And then, and then you're thinking, Jesus, like I'm going to be on Match of the Day. Like, <laughs> is it? It's happening. And then you just open, like you're playing, and you don't get hammered on Match of the Day. <laughs> Instead of like watching it, looking forward to it, you're all thinking, "Oh man, like, I've dreamed of this time, but I hope I don't get hammered." Like, or, I hope would, I don't make a mistake. Would you watch it if? Um, would you watch it if you got hammered? Uh, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, well like, done. Good effort. Football, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I then, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the pundits as well. Like, if they say something and you're like, "No, nah, come on." Yeah, yeah. Look, like, look, they're 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 so good at what they do, but. Literally, I think most people that go and match a day have had 
unbelievable career. So, look, not not everyone's going to agree with exactly everything they say, but look, most of the time they they talk sense and you know they their their views and opinions on the game. When when you watch it, you, you genuinely agree with it. So I think if I if I had made a mistake and they picked it out, I'd, I'd probably agree with them and, and try and learn and, and try and make yourself better that way. But thankfully, I can't, I can't remember. I don't, didn't do too bad. So I don't yeah. remember getting any sticks. Uh, That's it, exactly. And I mean, I, I remember speaking to you after the defeat at Man City. Sorry to bring it up. I think that was yeah, yeah. 5-1. And Man City that season were pretty oh. untouchable. I think I think it was 6-1 at Carrow Road, wasn't it? Or something daft like that. Yeah. It was that season. And, and you were quite philosophical after that one. So... Yeah. deserve of respect um those those whales caps are they is it, how, how how proud are you of that i suppose where, where does that sort of sit with everything you did yeah um pr- very proud mate i look look back on my my career and um really really proud um I think you can always like there was time obviously when i had a couple of the bad injuries when i returned to brian which you know you can't rewind or I think that's the only regret that I've that I had because I think that I, I could have um got back to the Premier League again with albeit with Brighton or, or whatever. I think I think that could have happened because I was at the time when I'd done my knee I was I was flying again. So that's the only sort of not regret, just a little bit of bad luck if you like. Yeah. Um, but my time my time with Wales and the journey I had with Wales was was superb and you know it's uh an honour to play for your country. My my dad's side's Welsh, mum's side's English. Uh, my, my obviously my mum's really proud as well. But for my dad to to see me run out and, and play for Wales and 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 he got a lot of family in Wales, which I know are, are really proud. Played under luck, really lucky to play under some great great managers. Played with some top top players um, and learnt so much. And and then. I, it's the same thing again where you think you, you can't quite believe it's happening but at the same time you think nah I've, I've worked hard for this I deserve to be here and then you've just got to just got to enjoy it and embrace it and had so many good times and really learnt and learnt more about the game because so many sort of different ways of playing with, with against different countries and, and you learn a lot tactically I think um, and again yeah just, just a real proud moment so every time you put on the Welsh shirt and and represent your country. When when did you sense it might come to an end at Norwich? Um, mate, mate, when obviously Paul Lambert went to Villa, there was I knew there was interest from Brighton um, in in the interim period where Norwich didn't have a manager. I knew there was interest, um, and at the time, obviously, I had such a good relationship with Lambert. I was off. It was off like, oh no, he's gone. Like, who's going to come in? Is it going to be the same? Are they going to are they going to like me? Um, I knew Brighton were were interested. I said, but everyone knows my connection with the club. It was closer to, to home, albeit I loved living in Norwich. Um, but my missus was was pregnant with my second child. Um, it was an opportunity that um, to be closer to family and and to be back at a club which. The time I had before signing for Norwich, I really enjoyed. They was obviously new new stadium, looking at building a new training ground. It just it, it just it just felt right, and it just really appealed to me. And, and like I said that connection was there. And then and then obviously Chris Hutton took over, and and um, Chris Hutton's again another top guy and top manager. And 
I knew that he liked me because I, I was. I think he might have tried to get me for Birmingham in that in that year when um, we was in the Premier Norwich. I think there was yeah. interest there. Um, so when he signed, I was like, I was half like, oh right, um, I know. I think he think he likes me. Um, so I had a, I had a decent pre-season, but it was just uh, a, a, the offer of a of a long contract at Brighton and being close at home with with my missus having having a second child. Um, was just a, just a real big attraction for me, and that security of of, of long uh, a long term deal was was on the table. And again, similar to when I left Brighton, leaving Norwich was a, it was a real real tough 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 place to be because um, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. You're in the Premier League, um, but it just it just felt right. It, the, the two years that I had was was incredible, and it, I don't know. It just felt right to, to sort of to move on and, and get back closer to home and, and, and again sign for a club that, that meant a lot for, uh, to me and it's somewhere where you, you are now obviously and you've, you've gravitated fully towards I mean I'm, I'm interested now I mean are we, uh, Steve mentioned this before we started recording I think you're listed as a player coach are we, are we still talking to An, An, Andy Crofts the player or yeah yeah it's, yeah? it's, it's a different role I don't know if you know but it's, uh, it's a player coach for the under 23s um but um, you obviously the rules you're allowed three overage players um, within the 23. Oh. So it's a it's a real innovative role. It's a role that um, really really enjoying. Um, gives me a bit of both because um, I'm doing my badges and I'm I've really got the coaching bug. I, everyone knows I love football. Um, wanna wanna be a coach for a long time um, and then maybe look to to manage one day. But really really enjoying it. Um, like, like still keeping the boots on as well. I, I love training with the with the twenty threes, and I play quite a few games. Um, so it's it's having that experience to to help them in certain situations, maybe gather a little bit more about them when when I can see something actually happening in the heat at a moment in the training session or a game, trying to get the the best out of them like that and develop them and, and create some real strong relationships. But then. Um, on the other side, really working hard on um, developing uh, as a coach, um, and and the routines that work was working really well. Sort of train one day, coach one day, um, sort of like that, and then and then play when needed. So uh, really enjoying it, um, and uh, yeah, absolutely love. Got the got the bug for coaching, and, and want to do it for a long time. I love that. That sounds like the best of both worlds, being able to play and then tell everyone what to do while you're on. Oh, I suppose it's a bit like yeah. being a captain in a way, isn't it? But there we go. Um, oh, that's that's brilliant. I mean, is that what you always wanted to do? Did you always see it being coaching when she left, or when she, yeah, you know, when def- she yeah, played? definitely. It was. Um, I think as soon as you, it's hard to say an age, um, but I I just love football. I've I've always loved training, loved playing games, and couldn't think of anything else. And I think when you get you're getting older and, and you're looking at when when that's going to be um i just i just love working with football players um love working in a in a club environment where everyone's competing and striving to be the best they can be and then you've got certain targets that you want to achieve um it's just i just love it so much um and definitely definitely something that i, I knew that i was going to go into I love that. You must be missing it hugely at the moment. Yeah, it's tough, really tough. I was learn. I was obviously it was that transitional period, and I was learning so much. Um, but I've tried to be 
quite proactive with trying to keep my learning going, all being a, in a little bit of a different way. Can't obviously be out on the grass and stuff, but I think if you're if you're quite proactive, you can still learn things and, and read and resources and um, reflecting and speaking speaking to coaches, managers, trying to trying to um, gather as much sort of advice, information, different trends, different just just trying to keep that learning going because. Look, like I mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, this is such a, a tough time, and, and everyone's going through it. And you know, it's it's hard to, it's sometimes hard to take your mind off of it because there's so many people that have suffered, which I can't tell you how, how sad that makes me feel. But to try and just sort of keep busy and and keep keep some sort of normality going, and just trying to be as proactive. We we're doing a lot of good work with um with the with the twenty threes um modern technology is obviously um, unreal um, and we've we've had a lot of work to, to be getting on with so it, it's crazy but even though you've got loads of time we, we have been really busy and been speaking to each other quite regular keeping in contact with the players trying to keep spirits higher and then obviously you know got a young family to, to keep um, keep entertained as well and my everyone my, my boy is my best mate my little girl's my princess and like I said to spend them spend them quality hours every day for this period is has been a blessing brilliant stuff andy right um and um we've got some quick questions to rattle through now in our carrow road classics um unless steve you've got anything to ask uh, ask steve uh, ask andy first well i do but i'll let you fire away my question are you sure you can get go yeah, rattle no, off no, go, well, got I was one. Just gonna, all right quick quick one i was just gonna ask if you and uh, russell when you when you speak to each other as russell said you still do do you, do you share kind of tips on coaching and that sort of thing yeah, we have that, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. He's obviously, um, you know, jumped straight into the hot seat where, you know, obviously he was a player and and things weren't going well with the the ex manager this current season. Um, obviously, the chairman seen seen manager material and uh, got got the chance and done some great stuff there already because obviously they were they were really struggling, but um, was looking like they was you know creeping away. So he's. Um, fair place uh, it's a great great opportunity for him but he's you know you've got to have a lot of belief and a lot of respect within the club to, to be able to go and do that straight away mm. again similar to myself I know Russ absolutely loves football he, he eats and breathes it and he's a, he's a real clever guy um, been really diligent with probably the last however many years getting getting ready for that moment and um, yeah we, we talk because he does a bit of driving to MK and, and I'll be on the road to, to Brighton's in the morning. Um, obviously, before this, we, we'd always talk uh, talk football. Like we, he's <laughs> just a, a, there's so there's there's a lot of football guys out there that tell you, you start talking about one thing that moves on to another thing and another thing and you know it's um it's it's people like that where you just you can tell their passion for the game and, and want to keep learning. Mm. See, see, get different different takes, different views on certain things, and I think it's a real healthy thing to do. And yeah, me and Russ love a love a footy chat. I hope he uh, sings his Norfolk Cafu song down the uh, phone to you when you're making those yeah. Uh, well, journeys. Yeah, I think it'll be that when MK figure um, make it. I think they have actually. I think they've been singing Super Russell Martin. I've seen that a few times now, <laughs> and, uh, and he does. He's punching up, and 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 they look like they love him already. So I won't be surprised that once it's once it's back to normality, he starts uh, leaving me voice notes with that song on it. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's wheel these out then for the third time. These are our Carroll Road classics, Andy. We ask the ask these questions to Russ and to Steve Morrison as well. So now it's your turn. Um, rattle through the answers, see what you can think of. First up, your Norwich City highlight. Uh, promotion to the Premier League. Oh, yeah. At Portsmouth, are we saying? Portsmouth uh, better than Coventry? Uh, yeah. Yeah, just. Love it. Um, your favourite teammate? Right, uh, Russell. Ugh, he's done quite well out of his pods. No wonder he asked you on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, someone you had to make up with? At Norwich? Yeah. Um, make up with? Uh, hold on, hold on. Me and Russ used to fall out a little bit, you know. Um, <laughs> I met like because because we were that close, we'd have we'd have a definite few fallouts. Um, yeah, I'd say Russ again, you know, because we used to there'd be times where we was proper at each other because we had that relationship. Now I'll say Russ on that one as well, you know. Oh dear me! Um, tell us something we don't know about your time at Norwich. Something we don't know. Um. <laughs> Something you don't know. Uh, tough. That is a tricky question. We have to start sending them in advance, I think. Um, that I lived uh, the first year I lived in Trous, second year I lived in Heverset. Oh, lovely! Two very nice areas. Who, who oh, yeah, told you? Area. Who told you where to live, or did you find them yourself? No, again, uh, Russ. Russ was the first one, <laughs> and, then, and then Russ was the second one as well. And Holtie, like we. Me and Russ lived in Trous together, and then uh, and then we moved to Heverset, and it was me, Holty, and Russ that bought on the same same estate. I love that. Holty was my next door neighbour. There, there's something you don't you wouldn't have known either. Holty was, <laughs> Holty was my next door neighbour. Was he a good uh, neighbour? No, he's brilliant. Yeah. Top man. Him and his wife and, and and three girls were were yeah they were a dream, and uh, our families become close. Love that. Um, top three Norwich goals. Uh, yeah, we go obviously top one, uh, the fashion new goal against uh, Barnsley. The fashion new goal, I love it. Yeah. Um, the second one, um, de, 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 I'll go the Burnley one. Yeah. Cause it was quite a big goal. Um, and then the sort of our folly against Sheffield United away. Yes. Oh, yes. Not bad. Not bad. Um, if you bumped into a Norwich fan on the street right now, what would you say to them? Uh, <laughs> yellows. Yellows. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favourite answer so far. Um, and lastly, nominated former Norwich teammate to come on next. We'll do our best to get them. Yeah, no worries. I don't know if he's already been uh, named, but has, has Laps been named? So I'm lapping. No, he hasn't. Boom, there you go. Simon Laffin. You're happy with that one, I think, aren't you, aren't you Michael? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. We can, we, can, we can sort that out, I think. I think we can. Um, Mr. Crofts, we're done. What an absolute Super. pleasure. That was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming and making, up, making the time for us. Really appreciate it. No worries, boys. No worries. Absolute pleasure. Um, good luck with all the coaching at Brighton. And uh, some, some way along the line, I'm sure we'll catch up again soon, mate. Wicked. Nice one, chaps. Stay safe. Cheers, Andy. Cheers, Take Andy. care, boys. See you, chaps. 
right that is it then for on the ball this week uh, we really hope you enjoyed it and if you did please tell your friends family and fellow Norwich supporters uh, if you would like to get in touch with us just sling me a tweet or direct message on Twitter at Michael J Bailey I'd love to hear those and um, I guess we'll probably do something with those in, in a podcast in future so leave that with me uh, in the meantime a big thank you to Andy Crofts of course and uh, to you Steve pleasure thanks Michael and thanks to you all for listening we'll be back next week as I said hopefully with another Canaries companion and hopefully with Mr Crofts nomination that will be our next edition of On the Ball a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic until then good night <laughs>